Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top of the hydrant We was wildin' on the side of apartment lots is in the streets Welcome back on my do-dadders Future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in This is... Dad Hard with a podcast, and I am your host, as always, Mo Green. Thank you again for tuning back in. This is episode 17 of the show, and I am still, well, actually, if you heard, listen to the podcast last week, which if you didn't, you should, because my guest Jason Priest is the freaking man, um, and added some really fantastic content, uh, health-related content, um, stress management content for all you new dads or dads or parents in general because you know our stress levels are through the freaking roof. Um, But, you know, so you should definitely check that out. And if you listen to the first part of that episode, you would know that uh, myself, my wife, and my five-month-old child have been displaced uh, now going on for more than 10 days, uh, we woke up uh, Saturday before New Year's to a fully flooded apartment, and we've been bouncing around ever since, but I am now coming at you live from what we've made our relatively permanent or soon to be not permanent or permanent for the time being residence at the beautiful Marriott in downtown Brooklyn, Um, and that's where we're going to be staying for the relative future until we get this whole thing sorted out and it has been a freaking crazy ride um especially when you're doing it with a five-month-old but before we jump into all that as i as always and as i mentioned i am your host mo green this is dad hard with a podcast and even the catastrophes cannot stop us from moving on um and delivering this content to my fellow fathers and do-dadders and other parents out there listening um, because this is important stuff that we need to get out into the world to help the fatherhood brotherhood. And speaking of the fatherhood brotherhood, to connect on that fatherhood brotherhood, hit us with an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. And as always, please shoot me a like on a Facebook and follow the Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com slash dadhardpod. We will have the dot com up very soon. This whole catastrophe and process has thrown a big monkey wrench into that situation. It's thrown a monkey wrench into a lot of situations. Um, but this too shall pass. And uh, it will be up soon. We'll be getting it going. Um, and that'll be some cool shit. So um, this is week 17 uh, and, uh, uh, of the podcast. And... It is like five months of being a parent. So what's that? Like 22 weeks? Something like that. And um, it's hard to say what my baby has has been developing um, this past week and even over the past couple of weeks because we've been so displaced um, and bouncing around. But what I will say is that even in all of this 
her perception of what is going on and being in a new place and being unfamiliar and then gaining familiarity with different spaces that she's in for, you know, more than one or two days. So for example, you know, we've spent a lot of time at my in-law's house. I talk constantly about how my in-laws live across the street from us. And so being there has been kind of like a beacon of hope and a beacon of familiarity and happiness for my daughter, which has been unbelievable. Like it's really crazy in the midst of all this chaos going on. You know, we woke up at five o'clock in the morning, the Saturday before New Year's and our entire thousand square foot apartment was covered in water. That's a bathroom, closets, two bedrooms, living room, kitchen, everything. Two, three inches of water. Like we're walking around in ankle deep water. I'm up at 530 in the morning dumping garbage buckets, sweeping sweeping water into a dustpan, then dumping it into a garbage bucket, then dumping it into our bathtub just to alleviate some of the water in the apartment because who the fuck's coming at five o'clock in the morning to do anything? Nobody. Well, actually, the fire department just to turn the water off and then leave. So it was, you know, 20 some odd gallons of water I must have dumped in into my bathroom, uh, into my bathtub, uh, sweeping it into a dustpan, then garbage pan, then bathtub. It was nuts. Um, and so, but amongst all this chaos, you know, my daughter did it all with a smile on her face that day. We put her in a high chair so she was away from any of the gunk or anything that was possibly on the ground. Um, and she was just smiling, throwing up her hands, happy as a clam, laughing at mommy and daddy. We were making a joke like the apartment was taking a bath and, you know, she was having the best time ever. But from there, you know, in the first five days, you know, between that Saturday and, you know, New Year's Eve, we bounced around to four different places we were staying. You know, I want to shout out my, my very good friend who has been a guest on the pod, Chase Hoxton and his, his wife. Um, they were kind enough to let us stay in their apartment while they were away that Saturday night, uh, which was great. They have you know, they have little kids. So she has, she, my daughter had toys to play with and there was a crib there that we could use, etc. cetera. Uh, so it was really phenomenal, you know, and then from there we moved to my in-laws and then from there we moved to one hotel, which was too small to fit us and really accommodate anything. It was just a bed. There was barely enough space for the, her pack and play to go. So we went from there to now the hotel that we're at now and seeing the, seeing the discomfort and and feeling the level of discomfort that my daughter had in all of this bouncing around it was like it, it was really emotional for me um and it made things really difficult beyond like the sleep stuff which obviously you know she's in a new place she would wake up in the middle of the night screaming screaming because she had no idea where she was and it just wasn't familiar to her. You know, not only was she not in her crib, you know, she was in this pack and play that she hasn't slept in, in, you know, months. Um, and then she wakes up and she's like in this place that she has no idea, you know, like things aren't familiar. And she was, you could feel that she was legitimately scared and legitimately upset and uncomfortable in her surroundings. Uh, but, like I said, my in-laws 
apartment has been like a beacon of comfortability and familiarity and happiness for her. You know, every place that we've been, she's when she's been uncomfortable the first day or so that we've been there, hasn't slept well, you know, we bring her to the in-laws during the day and she just walks in, she sees her grandmother, sees her grandfather and her entire demeanor changes. It, it, she's right back to being that super happy baby that she's always been. There's just this big smile on her face um, like nothing in the world is wrong. And that's really helped with this last transition into this the place that we're staying now because now she has a routine. She's going to the in-laws during the day and then she knows she's coming back to this same place every night so you know but but seeing her perceptiveness oh, 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 oh about her surroundings has been a crazy development to see because she understands like it's very clear she doesn't understand what's going on obviously but at this stage she's five months old and all of her development has kind of led to this point where she truly understands that she is either in a familiar place under familiar settings, sleeping in a familiar area or or bed situation, um, or in a completely unfamiliar place. And when she's in an unfamiliar place, she gets that level of uncomfortability. And even amongst all this chaos, it's still, it's crazy and really phenomenal and also um, comforting for me to see that she is still developing and she's not let this moving around and and everything up in the air and displacement and bouncing around here and there and throwing everything out of whack hinder that you know she's actually it, it's almost like she's taking it in stride i mean what else can she do she's a freaking baby you know what i mean but it's almost like she's taking it in stride and developing even faster. You know what I mean? Now she's like really wants to, uh, the last time uh, I did this for the Christmas episode, I talked about how she was interacting with things more. Now that's gone tenfold because now she's trying to interact with her new surroundings. There's been so many different sets of circumstances that she's had to go through over the last 10 days, you know, almost two weeks that she is interacting in-depthly as much as she can with everything around her. For example, we're in her hotel room now. There's a leather couch in there. There's not a leather couch in our apartment. She's never been on a leather couch before. And yesterday, I'm sitting on there with her, and she's like wanting to touch the pillow. She's seeing that it's new. She's feeling that it's different texture than what she's used to, you know, and, and she wants to interact with it, touch it, feel it, lay on it, squish on it, rub her face in it, put it in her mouth, whatever it might be. Um, she's wanting to interact with all these new things, and... It's so interesting and like I said, comforting for me to see that she is really taking it in stride and she's not being scared. Instead, it's almost as if she wants to learn and adapt to her surroundings. Now, is that true? I don't fucking know, but that's what it seems like. It seems like she's being that intuitive and I may just be bolstering this because I'm her father and want her to be a freaking genius baby, but um, it seems like she's wanting to interact with her surroundings and adapt to her situation so that she can be more comfortable. And that's exactly what she's doing, you know? Um, and, it, you know, if you see, if you saw how she was interacting with things, 
I feel like anybody would would think that that's kind of what she was doing. And um, but ultimately, it, I guess it's her making the best of the situation. Um, and I'm just so lucky that she is a happy easygoing baby because she really has taken this entire thing in stride and with nothing but a smile and a laugh in her face. Sure, there have been those sleepless nights. I have been having about 10 of those in a row. Uh, my wife the same way. You know, um, there have been these sleepless nights where she's clearly uncomfortable, like I mentioned, but she's smiling through it all. You know, she's she's laughing through it all. She's making the best out of it and I'm just so lucky that 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 she is the baby and the person that she is right now at least where she's not fussy she's not scared she's not crying all the time she's not you know doing things that make this whole process and this crazy scenario even more stressful than it already is because being displaced out of your apartment for an extended period of time, you know, dealing with landlords and workmen and uh, insurance companies and coordinating schedules with all of that and trying to figure out timeline as to when you're going to get back and what you need to get out of the apartment. Um, you know, all of that stuff is difficult with just two people. Right, me and my wife have been through it before, so we know. You know, it's it's uh, it's difficult enough with two people, but when you throw an infant child into the mix, it's that much more insane, and you're thinking about so many more different things. You know, like my wife and I left basically all of our stuff here and basically cleaned out our daughter's bedroom of everything, took everything out of her closet, every article of clothing, anything that we, any of her favorite toys, etc. that we could, um, because we, who knows what's going on in, in, in there, right? Who knows what fumes, what chemicals, what cleaning supplies, dust, who knows what the state of all this stuff is going to be by the time we're able to get back into the house and God forbid, you know, some sort of chemical gets on that stuff and then we have to use it for our daughter. You know, we just took all of her stuff. So, um, you know, but me and my wife left everything here basically. So like we're running back and forth and it's just, it's been crazy. And we're just so lucky that she has been so cool, calm and collected and even keeled. And like I said, taking it all in stride and not being fussy and upset and angry and sad and crying. Um, hopefully that means we're doing a good job being parents. Um, but that being said, I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, I got to go meet with some insurance adjusters and the landlord and coordinate all this stuff to try to figure out when we're going to be back into our apartment. Um, but uh, the guest segment, we have a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic guest for you. Um, and it is actually our first mom on the podcast. Uh, I have my very good friend, Miss Megan Rosen. Uh, her husband has actually already been on the podcast. So now it's interesting to get the mom's perspective. But even though this is a fatherhood podcast, I thought that it was very important to get a mom's perspective, not just on parenting, but on the process of fatherhood as well. And she was kind of the perfect guest for all of that. And and you'll hear why. Um, and me and her also have some similar things. We discuss a lot of stuff going on with 
our relationship with our father. So uh, it's a fantastic conversation. So in, enjoy that. And, uh, you know, keep listening to Dead Hardwood Podcast. We're not going anywhere. We're still doing this every week, whether I'm doing it from a hotel or doing it in the backseat of a cab. It doesn't matter. Like I said, it's important content, I feel like, for dad. So um, keep rocking with us. We'll be back. Same dad hard time. Same dad hard place next week. As always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram at dadhardpod. And... Check out the Facebook and give us a like, uh, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. And please, 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 if you're listening to it on iTunes or if you have access to iTunes at all whatsoever, jump on, subscribe to the pod, hit me with a review, five-star rating, two-star rating. I don't care. Just give me a little bit of a rating. Uh, We are on the Apple charts, as I mentioned last week, um, and I want to stay there. So give me a like, give me a five-star rating, give me a review, subscribe to the pod, until next week, keep doing your thing uh, and and enjoy my interview with our first mom. It's a semi-mommy takeover episode. So um, check that out and we'll be back with you next week. Peace. With this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast, you know every time after that music break hits that it's time for our guest segment. And continuing with the theme of this week's episode, it is yet again a mommy takeover of the guest segment. Yes, I have another mom. Uh, this is this is the first time, first episode we're having moms on the show, and I just think even though it's a fatherhood podcast, um, it's important to get the mom's perspective because you know whether or not they they hate their husband or hate their dads or their dad's a good dad or not a good dad. It's just really great to get the mom's perspective. Plus, they really do all the work. Let's be honest. You know, we just get to sit there and like watch it all happen and get to like be like, yeah, I'm a dad. You know, so. I just I thought for this week's episode it was really important to get the mom's perspective. So we have double the double the moms, double the fun. My guest this week is a longtime friend of mine and mom that's also what six weeks ahead of me, I guess six seven Something weeks. Like that. And her husband has also already been on the show. So now you can get the dirt on him and she'll lay it all uh. out. Let him let him know. <laughs>
<laughs> so with no further ado, I'd like to welcome welcome my guest, the lovely Miss Megan Cohen. How are you? Oh, Megan Rosen, you're married. I forgot about this. Um, it's my alter ego. I know, right? It's. Uh, but how, how's behave. so? How's everything? How's how's beautiful little Rain? He's so good. Is he's he? like everything. Yeah. Yeah. He. How? I'm pretty obsessed. I, I mean, I can imagine as such. You know what I mean? It, it's it's really hard to not be obsessed. Yeah. And as I say that, I just want to give a precursor that you may hear some cooing and eyeing and moaning and screaming going on because my daughter <laughs> is sitting right here with us. Um, as I try to get her to take a nap. So um, that may work. It may not work. It probably won't happen. (laughs) She's probably just going to stare at us the whole time while we talk. Um, But Meg, first time mom, how is it going? It's crazy. I said to Brandon, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I kept him alive this long. And and that's the running thing on the show is that as long as you are keeping them alive, you're doing a good job. Like it was, yeah, it was, it hit me. Like, and then I was like, oh my God, like you really are going to blink and he'll be a year. Like how did we get here? How did we get so lucky? Like every day is a learning curve and you kind of just take a breath and go with it. But like, it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy wild ride. And like, I mean, I saw from secondhand how it, how it happened with my wife. You know what I mean? But like, what was, what was the entire experience like in like for for you that the act of being pregnant and actual giving birth, like, and and then like seeing this thing that was in you now not be in you anymore, it like was actually going into a person. Super alien. Like we also <laughs> like it felt so alien until like the moment he was here. Um, pregnancy, we we were very lucky. We weren't trying, and it just literally happened. Yeah. And I think it was very. It took us a few months to like wrap our heads around because we weren't taking prenatals or reading any books like we went in super blind it happened and we embraced it because we were so lucky we know people who have struggled and it's like such a crazy journey and then I had health complications and they thought it was ectopic there's you learn about all these crazy things once you're in it that like you just don't exist in your world until you're in the in this world and so like that was really crazy it was all very like science and alien and then like you see these like black and white fuzzy photos or like images or videos when you do these like sonograms and it's like so alien. They like kick and you see it and you, yeah. (laughs) That is my, I told you, that is my daughter in the background. Um, And then like I had a really lucky birth, but I didn't experience natural labor. Like I had contractions, but I was induced and they kind of broke my water and did everything for me when I had the epidural. So I was kind of just like laying there eating Jello. Great. Yeah, I was really lucky. And then I pushed, and like he came out, and my experience was like super otherworldly. Like I could not wrap my head around it. I say my birth experience was watching Brandon, my husband. Yeah. Because he was running around crying. He's like, "This is the most amazing thing ever!" And I'm just like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Oh my god! Like I could not comprehend. What, like nothing ever came out of that whole book. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so it was just like, and then you know it's a person in there, but like you don't know until yeah, you know. For sure, no, you don't, and 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 that's the experience that like that. I mean, it was different. You yeah. know, my, my wife had a C-section, yeah. obviously, and and um, so it was different. Like I was the, but I was also like the first person to see her when yeah. she came out, and it's just a whole crazy 
thing because you know, you know, you theoretically, know, yeah. scientifically, that's a, right. Yeah. Scientifically, theoretically, there there is a human being inside happening. of you right. doing it, right? But you have no idea what it's at. It doesn't become a reality and no. like, until you see this tangible thing. Yeah. And almost still. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe yeah. that actually came out. Yeah, it's you're crazy. like, yeah, like the fact that you have to like take courses and get like do all these things to get your driver's license and take a test and you just like walk out. Like our discharge was us literally like throwing up deuces and like yeah. being like, we're going. And For the sure. nurse was like, what's your last name? And we were like out. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, it's crazy. Like, don't I have to do something to like qualify at for least, this? Like, there should be at yeah. least something, some sort of like check out. I don't know. Like, at least like a, a, a coordinated effort yes. between you and like a doctor yeah. that is actually going to be your yeah. doctor, and not just like some random even, like nurse yeah. walking around. Even the postpartum thing was like a nurse came in or a psychiatrist came in and was like, "Are you depressed?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, "Cool." And I was like. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I talked to like the, my first guest, my buddy Omri came on and we talked a lot about how like that's like such a huge failure, I think, for um, like our uh, like our healthcare system and, and yeah. everything is the postpartum care. Yeah. Like, oh, my and, God. Yeah. And especially like leading all the way up to like when they let you leave the hospital, like they asked us, all they asked us was like, do you have a car seat? Can you show it yeah. to us? We were like, yeah, like, all right, cool. Bye. And we were I like, mean, it was, uh, yeah. I, right. I couldn't agree more. Like, I had a really two, like tough two weeks postpartum. I was, like, covered in hives. I was, like, my body, like, women's hormones are so crazy. Like, no one tells you that. And I was lucky enough to have a baby nurse. And she's, like, you're hormonal. And I was, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, like, my body was so out of whack. I was, yeah. like, overproducing. I had hives. Like, I had, like, go to urgent care. I was contacting my doctor about a blood clot. And, like, they didn't care. Right. Like, once I was out, like, I wasn't their problem. Right, and it for was sure. a very apparent, and it's scary because you're like, I'm not only responsible for me anymore. Like, I need to be well, yeah, so that I can like take care of this yeah. thing you just handed me. Yeah. Especially if you're <laughs> like, breastfeeding, like especially yeah. if you're going to breastfeed, yeah. which like in our experience is like so pushed on you, yeah, by, by oh society, God, like yeah. medical society in, yeah. in general, whatever, for better for worse, to each his own. But I like, think for worse, like, what about women who have double mastectomies? They don't have a choice. Like, they're not bad moms because they don't breastfeed. Right. And and they do look down on you. Like, oh, you yeah. were in the hospital, and they were like, when um when she was like crying a lot in the night, and they were like, are you, are you guys not sleeping? Whatever we can, you know, if you want to get some sleep, we can take them into the nursery, but they're gonna give them formula. Oh and we were God. like, we we're like, well then no, Holy we'll not, we'll just not sleep. Oh my it's fine. God. Yeah, like they, that doesn't they, surprise me though. I I was watching a show where they like that was the case too, yeah. and it's obviously based in reality. Like that, there definitely there's a stigma, there's a judgment, there's a pressure. We went away to Newport like a few weeks after having him, and I was overproducing, so we did bottle feed and breastfeed, but the bottles were breast milk. Yeah. And this woman came over and was like congratulating us and like patting us on the back, uninvited for Damn, it. And I was like, that. well, thank God I this is my breast milk, but how dare you like come over and do that like yeah i guess i'm winning because i'm okay in your eyes but like i that's not a thing that should exist like yeah. you shouldn't encroach on our space and make this kind of 100 percent judgment like maybe i'm gonna go home and formula feed you yeah, don't know sure. like and that's not bad if it gives of me course. sanity or that's my baby personally has i was breastfeeding and he has protein intolerance things i can't give him my breast milk right for sure like that's not a choice. I was harming him by doing so without, like, not knowing. Right. 
Like, people are just so stupid. And I'm like, well, they're, they're so, un, like, they're so uneducated. How do you know that my baby how uh, is taking a breast milk, like you said? Yeah. How do you know that, like, my baby's not losing a shit ton of weight when she's about right. to fall off the spectrum? If so, not, yeah, right. I had to give, so we had to introduce formula in week one. You yeah. know, like, um, it's, it's mean, so, it's such a crazy experience. And I can imagine it's even more difficult for the mom. Yeah, I mean, definitely, though, like, I remember listening to earlier episodes, like, shit is real for the dad. Like, I will say that from the perspective of, like, of the woman, like, we see, and I know that, and I Well, I know that you know from the perspective of the dad, because (laughs) I know that you, you do pretty much have a dick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have a, like, big dick complex. But, like, I, I know, like, I appreciated, I don't know if it was you and Omri or somebody else, saying how, like, your experience pales in comparison, like, so you don't get to complain, and I remember, and I have a girlfriend who's just had a baby a few weeks ago, like, she was texting me, she's like, I feel so bad, Kyle's doing everything, because she had a C-section as well, mm-hmm. and I didn't even have a C-section, and I needed Brandon to do everything other than, like, feed me, and let me feed the For baby, sure. and, like, it's so hard, because our hormones are so haywire, and we're so exhausted, but, like, you guys, we see that you're, like, running around, getting everything, helping us, making meals, feeding the baby, changing the diapers, like... It, but it does pale in comparison, so it's like it's hard for us to like show the appreciation sure. that you deserve. But it's so not easy for either person. No, of course. I mean, I thought people were being patronizing before I had a kid, and people would be like, "Being a mom's the hardest job in the world." But it is. You hear that all the time. I really thought it was like a patronizing thing, and like, oh, it is so true. Yeah, for sure. Like, it is so legit. I've worked since I'm 16. I've held four jobs at a time, and I've never been more tired than yeah, I am now, and sure. I get eight hours of sleep. Listen, I'm, like, I'm two days into, yeah, into like, solo dadding, and I yeah. am, I almost fell asleep on the floor yesterday yeah. when I put her down for a nap, and that was day one. Yeah. And my mom was here for most of the day, yeah. like, hanging out with us. Uh, like, it, it's, it's, it's so tiring, and the thing is, like, with... From, from the women's side, is even when you have a father that's super present or on paternity leave, yeah. like... They still can't do nearly as much as the mom can. And for the baby's sake, they shouldn't be or can't be doing as much, you know, especially if you're breastfeeding, whatever, you know, um, like how, how was, how was your husband? B, I'm sorry, but we're going to get into it. How, how, no, but how was he, how did he, how did he adapt to it and how did he take to it? Um, I'm sure he was super helpful because he's the nice guy in the world, but he's super hands-on and like I think we both agreed like it's not even just about lightening my load it's about him getting to experience it like this is your first kid and being able to feed him and play with him and witness the smiles and the crawls and the milestones like it's not just mine it's his yeah and so what he, thankfully he's actually, I mean, he's a consultant, so he travels, but right now he's on rem, like a remote project because they wanted him back and he got to stipulate, yeah. you know, what that looked like. And he's like, I'm going to be in New York instead of yeah. Chicago. So there's a few days where he's had to fly out and I'm on my own and it's hard, but like he's worked so hard to be so present and available. Like he does the morning feeds. He's up in the middle of the night if the baby cries he tries to get home by 6.30 to do his night feed when he can and, yeah. and usually does. Yeah. Um, so I've been really lucky. Like, I know that this isn't going to last forever and that this isn't really the typical situation. For sure. It's going to be more on my shoulders. But, like, 
we've both been so lucky to have like this quality time yeah. experiencing like our first kid. Yeah, I, I agree. Having both, I mean, I don't know if it matters for them. Where it's only time will tell. But I think like, it does I know... just because like it gives us more sanity. Like sure. days where like I sure. might be more like, oh, I'm gonna break or like I yeah. need a break. He's there. Yeah. And I get that. Like yeah. there's really no time where I'm unable to like have a resource. Gotcha. And and like sanity. How early did you early on did you just let him be alone with the baby? I mean immediately. Really? Okay. Because yeah. a lot of moms are not. Yeah. A lot of moms are like very was... hands on. They like don't want you know, they want to be, they like don't believe yeah. in the dad, I guess. And for some dads, no. you, they don't deserve to be believed in, I definitely, guess, you know, definitely. some of them. I, and I know several who are, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, so right away, he, you were like, here, take, take him. Take him. Great. Uh, well, it's funny. He, I think I'm more type A and like on it and OCD in my, in our mm -hmm. general dynamic. Mm -hmm. And he's, my dad, when he first met him was like, what is this guy? Like permanently on Xanax? Like, he's so laid, laid back, back and gentle and like. Just chill. Mm -hmm. And the rules, and I said this when I was pregnant. I was like, everyone thinks it's going to be this way. I was like, I'm going to be so much more laid back than you. And that is exactly what happened. Like, yeah. I remember I was like holding the baby and he, the baby was crying and he like started hovering over trying to like grab the baby from me. I was like, dude, chill. chill. Yeah. Like, babies cry. <laughs> I can see him doing that. He's such a dad. Yeah. And he's he was like, he was like, oh, he's crying. What yeah. are we going to do? And I was like, relax, bro. Like, babies yeah. cry. Yeah. It's going to happen. Like, Scoot, scoot off. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I was the same, I'm the same way as him, and I think we talked about it with, yeah. with him when he when he came on the pod. Um, that that I'm the same way. Like, yeah, I, it's an interesting dynamic. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, I found that when Brandon first went back to work and was in the <laughs> office, yeah, I um, you know, I'd let Rain cry a little, and the, yeah. the pediatrician said like that's normal. Like they need to learn to like be on their own or separate or work kinks out. But once Brandon started working from home. I felt more of like a pressure like to not let him cry. Like that sure. Brandon couldn't hear it. I did or that. something. Like it was it was interesting. I think we like have this need to please him out of res regard for each other or like please like judgment or yeah. something. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. But no, I I definitely in the like the very beginning was like I wanted him to be a hands on dad. For sure. From, even just for my own benefit. Of like course. I wanted him to be able to change the diapers and be versed. I didn't want to feel like I hate that idea. Like when people are like, oh, is is Brandon or like the father babysitting? Like, no, it's called being a, a dad. dad. It's 100%. Like, it's not 100%. flipping babysitting. 100%. Like, that's what parenting is. 100%. Dick or not. Right? 100%. 100%. It's, it's so funny that you that you talk about that. And, and I want to come back to... Um, something that you brought up before, which is actually which is actually your idea to talk about on ah. on the show when we were when we were talking um, prior to this. But um, it, it's so it is so funny how people are just when they see a mom out without the kid, they just are, they, it always is trying to like not demean it, but like downplay the concept of fatherhood and like is it like are you oh is your husband babysitting yeah you know like just that terminology and I talked a lot about it with my buddy Don um, who also primary caretaker living out in LA now like um, because everything is very like mom is the is the primary and then dad is kind of secondary yeah. um, which is also the reason for the pod this pod you know um, and, and it's so crazy how people think about fatherhood like that like the, like like men and dads are yeah. kind of or men are incapable of being child caretakers uh just because they 
are the man. did not yeah. give birth to the child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is real. I mean, I was listening to your podcast. I think it was like two, your site like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, about this and like it, it's frustrating even from my perspective. Like I have a friend who's gay and they used a surrogate. Like they don't have a choice, and one right. of them is a stay at home dad. Like there's no lesser. For sure. And it's actually incredible, and it's it's crazy that we're in New York. And that this is even yeah. really still a behind kind of it's, thing. It's so, and, and I said it on that on that yeah. same episode. Like you know, it's crazy that people things in New York, parenting things in New York, L.A., Chicago, you know, forward. San Francisco. Yeah. You know, you would think that they would be more quote unquote progressive as I yeah. mansplain this to a mom <laughs> over here. But like you know, but you would think that they would be more progressive and it would be more. I agree. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, not mommy and me, but parents and me, exactly. and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't have to be daddy and me, but no. it also doesn't necessarily have to be mommy and me. Was I talking you know? to you about the gender neutral restrooms? Yes, you were. Yeah, absolutely. Or like just get rid of. I agree the with that. Also, yeah, like stop making it a choice. Like just be. Yeah. And speaking of that, like I was just, I was just at. Uh, a dad meet up at a at a bar at a restaurant, and Let you know my daughter is a girl, and I'm I sat, I had to change her diaper, and I was yeah. like, wait, do I have to take her into like just for we a second? Do I have it, to yeah. take her into the women's room, or do I to take her into the men's room? And then it, like I went into this whole black hole in the forty seven <laughs> seconds that I was like, not even forty seven four point seven seconds that it's I walked real, to the bathroom, yeah. and I was like. What about when she's older? And what about when she's three, four, five years old and I'm the only one with her? What bathroom do I change her yeah. in? Take her in? Like if I need to like help her to pee it or, shouldn't be a choice. or and go like, to the bathroom, totally. what do I take, you know, which one do I take her into? Yeah. When we and, go to a place in Brand, it's like a weekend and Brandon's trying to like give me a break. He kind of tries to take on that role if yeah. we're out and like we immediately show up at a public place and we're like, oh my God, does that men's bathroom have, have a changing table? Changing that's table? a whole other right. thing. And then like <laughs> the, the lack hour, of changing yeah. tables in men's bathroom. I mean, lack of changing tables in public restrooms. Don't go to Italy. It is insane. <laughs> it well, doesn't exist. All right. So we'll come back to the yeah. other topic later because yeah. you just brought this up. You guys just went to Italy. Yeah. I talked to Brandon before the trip. Before, yeah. And I'm going to talk we to you survived. after the trip. How, how was that? I know I that was think, like Rain's like, yeah. first trip. Yeah. Like real trip, plane, oh, yeah. etc. Never been on a plane. You had the yeah. you had the white noise machine like in Xanax, the stroller when yeah. I was. Sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was something. You listen. It took like a month of preparation of like lists, like what yeah. we need for everything, talking through the scenarios, like what it could look like. Like you just you really need to prepare, especially like this was our first flight ever, and we didn't do like a two hour one. We did an eight, eight and a hour, ten hour yeah. one. Um, I, somebody I ran into at a bar gave me a tip and I literally baked like 30 cookies homemade the night before we left. And when we got on the plane, I like handed them out to people and was like, we're sorry. We're flying with a baby. Really? Yeah. We were like, we don't know what'll happen. Um, I should have put weed in them or something. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I think my cookies, not to like toot my own horn but like I think they're pretty good and they have yep. magical powers you, you do a good job you Thanks. do a good job in the kitchen for Thanks. sure so I yeah so I I tried to bribe our way into people's hearts with patience and I was just like every, I mean people were laughing and appreciative and it does kind of get you like at least 10 minutes of like good grace like yeah. I mean everyone around us was like really kind some people were like this is unnecessary or laughing or appreciative or just thought it was funny and sweet and like I mean, you walk on a plane, and I get it. Like, I used to be the person that rolled their eyes like, fuck. Like, I hope that person doesn't sit next to me. 100%. So, like, I don't judge people who are not pumped about it. Like, I, as a 
child owner. Yeah, as a, mom. a child owner. <laughs> I still wouldn't. I still would not be pumped like if it wasn't my own kid. For sure. Um, but there's things out of your control. Luckily, we booked a red eye. He slept like. Did, did he cry on the flight at all? Like, was he no, up? We, no, we fed him at takeoff. Great. It was his bedtime. He went down. Great. We fed him. We woke him to feed him on landing just because they say, like, it's worse for their ears. Yeah. And then, I mean, I was worried about deplaning, like, if taxiing took too long. Like, sure. It was so great. And in wow. Italy, you land and, like, they, like, just open the gates for you. Like, at customs, we didn't wait in a line. It's amazing. Or anything. It was amazing. Amazing. And I think he prefers Italy. So here, so yeah, life in New York, like. He, but he doesn't like that so, massive Wegmans across yeah, the apartment. Spoiled little kid. <laughs> he, I mean, he was just so chill. It's you know, people were really, I mean, it's interesting. Like they were really kind, and some people looked at us like, "What are you doing?" Like I think they're not. It's really just not prevalent. Yeah. Like in Brooklyn, it's like that's the life. You have a dog. You have a baby. Like I mean, if you don't have a baby or yeah, a dog like, in Brooklyn, it's like, what are here? you doing with your yeah, life? Yeah, you, you look know? weird. <laughs> But like, totally, 100%. But like there, it definitely is more unique. And there was one woman on a street that actually touched Rain's face. And Brandon lost it. I kind of like elbowed her off. I was like, just shocked. And Brandon like... like reached out and touched yeah, his face? Yeah. We were like on the sidewalk. I think I said, you know, permiso, like, compromiso, like, excuse me. Yeah. And he was, and they turned around. It was like these two older women and she touched his face, like not his arm, not his foot. Like some woman touched his foot, like whatever. He has a sock on, like fine. Like this woman like bro- encroached on our personal space and I kind of like naturally elbowed her away from us. And like, I think I started to say like, you can't do that. And Brandon was like, what the fuck? And like <laughs> snapped into this woman's face, was like, you can't do that. Like what the, and like for five minutes he was like fuming, like what was that? And I was like, it was kind of like my birth experience. I was just in shock. I was like, what was that? Well, like, at least you know he comes through major yes. in like the big moments. Yeah. You know, birthday, you don't know that's gonna women, yeah, women yeah, touching your son's face. <laughs> like, he's going to be totally. there and into No, it. it's exactly what you want. And I kind of, I think in pregnancy, I was really like, are you going to be that way? Because sure. you're not in our yeah, relationship. For like, sure. He really isn't this like, I don't want to say passionate. That's not true. He's definitely passionate about me and our life and our kid. But like, He's not overt. Like, you are clearly a very expressive, passionate. No, me? no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't th- know that many people would describe you that way. <laughs> right, like, right, exactly. But, like, yeah, obviously, Brandon's not, that's not his, like, natural state. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is really nice to see yeah. that for Rainier. It was weirdly nice to see him get aggressive in an old woman. I, I, can, I <laughs> can imagine this. You know, I have a, I have a big problem with people wanting to give advice, like walking up to yeah, us on the street and weird. give advice. We were out with But it's also of... nice. Not not the advice but part, but like what? the community that you enter. Like, did you know you were missing out on this whole realm of life until you had a baby? Like, I, No, yeah. I just thought Chase was crazy. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? I, like, I, yeah, the fact that he was like, I'm going to get married and just be a dad. And immediately yeah. have kids. I was like, dude, you're an insane person yeah. and you're retarded now you have two kids like what are you but doing but now don't you life? get it you're of like course. oh my god chasing the only he person was I want to hang out with yeah you know like, he gets it yeah he just gets it and, and it's so much easier now that being a parent to like I, I want to hang out with other parents oh, you know what one, I mean like yeah, I want to hang out with you guys I want to hang out with Chase and his it's kids it's so much I wanna... easier because you don't have to explain like why you're late or yeah. if you leave early sure. or changing a diaper no, or sure. like why you're tired or, sure. or the things that you want to talk about like I love seeing my friends who don't have kids and all, but like, 
it's just they're not interested in what I need to do for preschool or classes for sure. and like 100%. I want to be educated and converse about the things that are 100%. really my concerns and share now. and share the experiences yeah. you know it's other than my wife like I haven't you know I, you don't really have these conversations and you don't want to like when you right. go out with the people that don't have kids you don't want to be like for sure. but also it's the only thing that you're thinking about oh 100 it's the only thing I really care about like I went out with some girls and they like are not in the married or yet baby phase and like I was so uninterested. Yeah, for sure. I like <laughs> I was only naturally. half. I was yeah. like one foot in yeah. the conversation when I'm out and I'm doing yeah. that. And like uh, I, it's just because I'm oh like I'm and people are like why are you always on your phone? Why are you always on your phone? Like what yeah. you like you and I'm like uh, you know it's ten o'clock and like I you know I'm trying to like, like see yeah. what time it is because like I know I'm gonna have to wake up at two o'clock in the morning when she inevitably starts like making sounds in her sleep and I sleep next to her. So like, yeah. and then my hangovers deal if I like go not, out, yeah. hangovers not conducive no. for oh my God. taking care of a kid. It's so painful. It was I've only terrible. had a couple since having rain and like, I don't recommend it. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's just so awful. Hard. It's the yeah. worst thing. It's the worst you, thing There's ever. no like, just like vegging on your couch days. No. Yeah. But the other thing is that when you go out from without the baby, like, all you want to do is, is like, like just be aggressive. Yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. go hard, be aggressive at it because you don't get to do it that yeah. often and you just pay for it so hard in the morning. Even yeah. if you are going hard for you, everybody else drinking 10 beers and yeah. you're four. For you, yeah. The next morning you're just like, oh my God, I can't even feel my face. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. We uh, went out one night in Rome, actually two nights, but our last night without the baby and like everyone else, we actually ended up meeting up with friends who happened to also be in Rome and we... I, like, had this plan of definitely getting, like, a, a solid drunk. And I got home, and we were, like, sober. And I was, like, what is this? <laughs> like, why? I was, like, so bummed. Brandon's, like, bombed. And he's, like, you can go drink more on the roof. And I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, oh, you're so annoying right now with your beautiful drunk. And, like, I'm sitting here so awake and sober and pissed about it. But, like, the next day we had the plane ride, which was ten, ten and a half hours. And I I'm sure you were happy. Better, that you did. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure you were happy did. to be on that. Yeah. Yeah. than he was um so i want to get back into something yeah. you, you brought up a while and is um it was actually your idea to come and talk about it because it's one thing that you and i have in common as far as parenting yeah. is that we're doing it with only one of our own parents right? yeah. In the picture. Our moms, yeah um you know oh, our moms actually yeah. yes both both you know i don't yeah. You know, and um, so for me, when when you approached me about it, it was because I, uh, another podcast episode where I spoke about how prevalent my dad was in my life growing up. Um, unfortunately, that's not necessarily yeah. the case now, which makes it a little bit more tough on me. Yeah. And you had said you were like so shocked to hear me say that because you know the situation that's going on now. And, you know, um, he's not prevalent in, in, in my life, in her life, in my wife's life, etc. anymore. And the fact that he was so involved growing up, I think makes it a lot harder, harder for me. Yeah. Now, you also have a similar situation yeah. with going on. Um, so, how has it been? For, I mean, I know how it is from my side. Yeah. And we can get in I'm, more yeah, into that. Say, as well, I'm curious you know? about the male perspective. But, um, but how is it coming from your side? Because, like we were, I was saying before we, we started recording, you know, I see how my wife is and how my daughter is with her my, my wife's dad and the energy there is just so different than with a grandmother yeah. you know what I mean oh totally um so I mean how, it's a different role like for sure sincerely 100%. um 
It's it's been interesting. I think there's pros and cons. Like I actually grew up without a paternal grandpa. My dad's dad passed of cancer sure. before I ever knew him. Uh, neither um, I knew neither my dad's parents. Yeah. So like myself. I and it's interesting because when I was pregnant, I'd already not had a relationship and. But it was interesting because, like, when we found out we were pregnant, Brandon, who comes from, you know, this very nuclear, loving, typical, yep. basic, happy, healthy family home, was, he didn't understand it. Because, like, and you don't. Unless you live this, you cannot relate. Absolutely. And 100%. he was just like, don't you want to reconnect? Don't, like, what are we going to tell Rain? What about his, like, paternal grandpa? Or maternal grandpa? And, like, I was like, listen, I grew up with that one. And, like, yep. I'm fine. Yep. Like, I didn't know any different. And he has three other grandparents who love him fully. And it's not better in like my case like, to have that. Well in, then and that's my and experience. that's my that's my take on it also, right? Yeah. And and I made the attempt. I was to, just gonna say, but the difference is you actually I did. tried. I did. I think I that's tried. like a little more painful to like Because I because I didn't grow up with two I, I didn't grow up with two grandparents on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Okay? Both pa- my, my dad's dad passed away when yeah. I was like very young, but probably before I was one maybe. And But I never knew his mom ever. You know, so like I thought it was very important that everybody have the opportunity yeah. to have whatever role and play whatever role in her life that they wanted to That's pay, play. Yeah. That was my, that was my mentality. I wanted it. I didn't want to wipe the sleep clean. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I wasn't never really... never say never. Well, sure. But... I, never say never, but for the relationship. But I'm not wiping the slate clean. Like, it's not like... He has you to clean it. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. The, the, I'm not I'm not wiping it clean. Yeah, you're not it like, I forgive all this. It needs to get clean before that happens. But, and, and that's my personal opinion. Like, it needs to get clean. So oh, I, I wanted to... Yeah. I brought that to, to him to try to wipe the situation... Try to work together to clean it yeah. together. Right? For yeah. her. And um, it just became very apparent that unless I was wiping it clean, yeah, Swallowing he had no interest. It. My dad's kind of the same way. I mean, from the, what I'm hearing, like if if I want to absorb it all and take blame and fault and yep. forgive all yep. without like saying yep. I forgive you, then like we're cool. But like right. that's not the case. Like you're in my relationship. Like he's a dad. He messed up. 100%. I think that it takes two to tango, I guess. Like, maybe he... I'm sure he has feelings and that he has perspective and that he has hurt. But, like, the reality is you're supposed to love me unconditionally. 100%. You're not supposed to bring people into the world unless you're ready. And, like, I don't think he was. I don't think he ever resolved his traumas sure. or was ever really able to be a full dad and give and most of my life I didn't know that like I didn't I just worked so hard to have a healthy happy relationship and I accepted and made so many excuses for so many well I'm also sure that your mom probably went above and beyond to try to shield that the same way that mine did you know I mean don't you have so much like even when I was pregnant I looked at my mom and I wrote her a letter of like gratitude like just appreciation for like what they did and their strength and their just, I mean, that that unconditional love. And I think that the lack thereof with our dads, like, shines that light so much brighter on our moms and their yeah, strength. 100%. Um, and makes them so much more badass. But, like, it definitely hurts and it sucks yeah. that, like, we have this limb, like, this parent that's supposed to love you unconditionally. And, and I'm sure you look at Aurora and you just love her. Like, I have a therapist and she was like, there's going to be... A potential for depression or resentment because you're gonna look at this kid and have so much love and not understand 
why you weren't given that. And there was a moment, I think two days in, where we were in the hospital, and I was sitting there holding Rainier, and I looked at Brandon, and and I told him when my therapist had said that, and I was kind of ready to, like, flag it, and... It didn't happen. When instead, I was just like, I actually felt sad for my dad that like yep. he was unable to feel what I felt. And I look at Brandon and the kind of love that he gives this kid, and how pure and full it is. Yeah. And like, I mean, he like yelled at a fucking woman <laughs> on the sidewalk. Like he would not let like consciously something happen to him. Yeah. And I felt sadness that my dad couldn't feel that. Yeah. And empathy or like a sympathy. And like there was in the beginning anger and pain for the loss of the relationship. And like I think for so long I was busy defending him and like not seeing all the trauma and hurt he caused me. Because like I just wanted a a relationship Mm -hmm. with him. Kind of I think the way you did. Sure. And but in doing the, the work in therapy like you realize like so much you were just kind of like a victim of but the difference is that like I'm breaking it yeah I'm not gonna give that to my kid just because I was wrong for sure and he didn't and honestly I don't you know I have a daughter now I don't have time mm-hmm. nor do I have the energy or desire to have any negative energy That's surrounding her life and you know what not honestly 100%. I also think it has pushed me to be an even better dad and want to be super there and everything and also not just a dad but like a better partner because I also want to make sure that I am not going to continue in that cycle you know it's brought a lot more conversations with me and my mother like honest conversations about what actually the deal was when I was growing up um and did I have a question did you because my I've like shared things with my mom she's like I didn't even know these things were happening yeah yeah I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff now. She's a lot more honest yeah. with me than, than ever before. Cause this kind of was the thing that broke the camel's back. Yeah. You know what I mean? For, for her, she well, always stayed that, out of it. She I was just going to say they don't want to, I think any proper parents, at least in your youth, like they're not going to bad mouth the other. Like what is that going to do? It's like a, unless they're the negative parent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100%. When things with my dad got severed, it wasn't so overt and it wasn't entirely nasty but then subsequent months later when he found out I was pregnant he took action to, to harm me see that's fucked up right man. and that's when I was like never like I yeah. I do not like I said never say never so I won't say that because I do believe in forgiveness and growth and change I don't think he's ever going to do it and it's not my job to worry about it or deal with it well just like um, it takes two to tango it takes two to give and get forgiveness like I I'm okay but like I do not want a relationship with somebody that could take action to hurt me. Sure. Like that is a different kind of level. Because now you imagine what they could do to your right, kid. Right. So then exactly. So when Brandon was like, well, don't you want this? Don't you want him to know him? What are you going to tell him? I was like, first of all, by the time Rain is like conscious enough to understand, like then I'll deal with that conversation. Right. And I'll say like, he's around, but like he's, not a good person or like whatever, whatever. it is. Like maybe you I won't even say that. Right. You, know what like, mean? you cross the bridge. Right. When you get and there. I don't even think that I would say that. Like, it's just not worth that kind of negativity. But like, 
I definitely don't want the negativity in my son's life. Rain doesn't need that. Right. Like that's not going to give him. You realize that stuff. And you realize that stuff looking at things through your child's eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you, you, you know, you see things through them, and you see the things that you do, and how it affects them, how they react, and it makes you think about all these different, these different things. It's it's gotta eat less fried food. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy how parenting works. It's it is. It makes you grateful for the friends and family and the family that you create through friends. Sure. That Absolutely. do give this. And love. and it makes you and it makes you grateful for the person that you have developed into, into for better, for worse, it's whatever true. it is. Would you really you be who you are that. without no. the opportunities of, of pain that he's given you? I mean, honestly, it sounds not. so twisted, but, of course not. but I you am know what? I am. also yeah. wouldn't be the person who I am without the Separation as well. Ta- oh, same. It's, you know what I mean? It's so I'd funny. be t- completely different. It'd be two completely different yeah. pathways. And I know. always said growing up it never affected me. And then I was like twenty. I was like, oh fuck, that affected me. Like, yeah. Mine didn't happen so much later, but you know, it's it's. I don't know if it made it better or worse, but you know, we'll see. I mean, you'll never know. But like, my it's funny. My mom, I think during my pregnancy, multiple times apologized to me about like choosing my dad as like a life partner, and I was like, I wouldn't be here. If you didn't choose him, I and mean, I wouldn't appreciate my partner and yep. his parents and my mom and the things that I value, I don't think as fully, and I wouldn't be who I am as fully. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Without without those experiences, as painful as they might have no. been. Listen, let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's cut, cut, the, cut the negativity, cut the bad stuff, the, the happy stuff. Um, <laughs> Last thing I ask, well, you you you've listened to a bunch of pods. The 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 thing that I ask all my dads that come on here, I'm gonna ask you from a mom's perspective. What is your favorite thing about being a mother or favorite experience in motherhood so far? Uh it's funny because I obviously I listened to your podcasts and I I thought this question might come and I I was like think about it and the I only person I didn't ask about was Brandon. Brandon. As a matter of fact, I completely forgot we to ask. Call, him. We should call him. He has um, to come. Well, he just has to come back on. Yeah. So uh, I told myself to think about it and I forgot to, but I will. <laughs> mom life. Um, but I think it's a couple things. I think that the purpose that it immediately gives you, like. I think when I met Brandon, he kind of taught me to be selfish, yeah. which wasn't something I was familiar with. And when I had rain, it brought this whole new like meaning of selflessness and like purpose outside of any job or person in life. And I think really more so the perspective that that gives. Like I suddenly do care about my health more and the things I do to the environment more yeah. um, and seeing through things through his eyes. And, and even like when you have a hard day, I mean, the kid smiles at you, and it's and it makes gone. Everything better. Yeah, like it really does. It really does. It's just like if something's upsetting me or difficult, or I think, then I'm like, I remember, like I went through pregnancy and birth, and I'm like, walk in the park. Yeah. Or he smiles, and I'm like, nothing matters. Like nothing's that bad. I have a healthy baby, and a gift and miracle right in front of me. Like, yeah. it's it's the perspective and the purpose that For like sure. my life. That's a good one. Has. Thank you. That's a good one. I wish I'd thought that's about one, it. <laughs> that's, one of, that's, one of the, that's one of the better ones. That's one of the better Thank ones. That, uh, and, uh, it's true. That's a good one. I, I, because it, it sounds it, it's so mushy, so, but it's true. No, yeah. but it's so true. It, 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 it gives you a whole new Reason. life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a complete like bend in the road 
of like yeah. where you think your life is going. And even if you know you want to have kids, know you want to be a parent, whatever. I don't like, think I did. Did you? What? Well, no. That I mean, I always knew that I wanted uh, to definitely. I I never knew I that I wanted to be married, but I always <laughs> knew too. that I wanted to have kids. Yeah, for sure. I don't know um, if I wanted any of it. Listen, I knew you in your younger years. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't I put it past you. I think I was just cynical. Yeah. And then, yeah, I definitely think I put the idea of like a white picket fence to bed before I met Brandon. And For then sure. he made me very like... Yeah. Well, white picket fence is not in my class. No, but it Sorry, definitely... <laughs> but I definitely think I was more like, eh, maybe I'll be 40 and have a boyfriend for years and like, we'll just do that. Yeah. Um, and then I met Brandon and I was definitely like, I want these things. You want this? You want this thing right here that's making well, noise? Well, now, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted like the piece of paper with him and like yeah. the significance. And then, yeah. Now that I have, re- it's funny because when I was really young, I thought I wanted like four kids, and now I have one, and I'm like, what yeah, was right. I thinking? <laughs> but like, no. Once I met Brandon, and he kind of taught me the idea of like being selfish and living and being for foodies and yeah. traveling and all these things yeah. and now like it means kind of nothing like yeah. I'm glad I did it and I still want those things but like I said like the smile like I mean I have the the most important thing for sure in my home and like I don't need to go far for happiness like for sure it's yeah I think that was really interesting to kind of learn that about myself it's it, it is it, it's that's that's a really good one I, I said it I said it already but it, but it's really true because the perspective on life completely changes yeah. um, I mean yeah I knew we knew each other in like yeah. our heyday I know we knew each other in our heyday who would have thought who would have thought oh we'd be doing a podcast God, together about fucking parenting that's crazy that is crazy oh man this is funny if you told me this years ago I would have thought you were like on acid or something I, I, sometimes I, I tell myself it and I still think I'm on acid yeah but you know uh, that is what it is but Meg thank you very much for coming on thanks for having me and I have to say even though I have a vagina <laughs> Did I pronounce it properly? A vagina. Thank you for doing this. I think it's really cool that you're like... Thank you. Giving men this platform and expressing it in the opportunity. And as a girl, like, I really like hearing it. Yeah. Well, listen, 40-something like like percent of my um, of my listeners are women. So, like, shout out. So, it only made sense to do to do a, a mommy takeover I episode. Think good. This is, like, mom hard with a podcast now. <laughs> you know, this episode is, like, mom hard, you know? Um, it's die hard, but, right? Uh, like, it, that's the inspiration. Of course. Okay. Of course. Die hard with a vengeance. You know what I mean? The, 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 so the cover of the podcast funny. is the die hard with a vengeance I don't think movie I've, cover. I don't think I've seen What? That. Bruce Willis, <laughs> Sam Jackson? Are you kidding me? Jeremy Irons? Oh my god! I mean, I'm sorry. Dude, it's on like it's on like TV all the time now. Do you, you need to go home and watch it? Time to watch things. Uh, do I have time to watch things? Never. Yeah. Uh, because my because when when it's Brandon TV time, my, my wife watches TV, and I mean, I'm yeah, about to over there like remember. editing the podcast or like watching I mean, reading something watching, on my phone. I was watching that movie yesterday on the flight home from Italy, and Brandon's like, "How was it?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm a third of the way through," and he goes, "We're going to San Diego in January," and he's like. Oh, on the next flight, and I was—I looked at him. and I was like, "Fuck you!" Like, Come on, you know I'm not watching it. Like, I don't have time. And with that, again, thank you very much for coming on, Meg. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, mommy takeover. This the mommy takeover episode done. It's a wrap. We did it. Shout out to all the moms out there. Shout out to. All the moms out there again. Shout out to Nat. <laughs> Shout out to my wife, who's the best mom ever. Um, and um, 
you know, this is Dad Hard with a podcast. Mommy takeover episode maybe becomes a normal thing. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe not. Only special moms <laughs> might be able to get on it. But either way, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, to connect on a fatherhood brotherhood, as always, hit us up with an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. Then the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. That's all for my plugs. Y'all have a great day. Great life. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. Until then, we are out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember man. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't beat that, man. You remember. And if not, you need to rewind this one. I'm back in the day. Before you got blazed and lost in the haze Remember back in the time